You don't have to read what you do not want to read, but please, please, please fact check before you put things out into the atmosphere. And also, Michael Threats is a friend to all of us, so please leave that man alone. This is Sari Reads. Thanks for stopping by. Hello, it is the fourth Saturday, I'm sorry, fourth Wednesday of the month, and that means that it's time to get on book threads and just nose around and see what you all are talking about. And let me tell you, it's crazy. It's always crazy when I go on book threads or book Twitter. Um, The things that you all come up with is crazy. But today, oh my goodness, Michael Threats set the internet ablaze this past weekend and for those of you all who don't know uh, Michael Threats was a supervising librarian for Solano County um, which Solano County is in uh, uh, is up north California and he was a supervising librarian for years he is viral he became viral because of his joy uh, library joy and um we just love him. We love him. We don't like many of us have never met him. Um, but because of his, uh, viral status on TikTok and Instagram, I want to say book threats, he's all over the internet, um, spreading library joy. And this man, um, informed us that he was actually resigning from his county job um, for the sake of his mental health. And I just want to, if I can get it to work, I want to play um, his video uh, clip that he released on Instagram, where he thanked Solano County, he thanked um, all of his coworkers, and he kind of just shortly explained why he was uh, stepping away from his day job so please hold for a second let me see if I can't get it together here yes I think I can Solano County Library I just want to say thank you thank you for raising me as a homeschool library kid this is a place where I've always felt safe where I've always felt like I belong where I've always felt like I've had friends you gave me my first job as a library worker you made me a librarian I went from library kid to being in charge of the library where I grew up in it has been the honor of my life I have made some of my closest friends in my 10 plus years as a Solano County library worker I love my friends I cherish them they mean everything to my heart to my soul thank you thank you thank you but my last day at Solano County Library will be March 1st. I am leaving to prioritize my mental health, to work with my mental health check-in team. But I'm hoping to make you so very proud. I'm hoping to fight for literacy. There is so much going on across the nation, across the world. that are impacting libraries, and I want to support them as much as I'm able to worldwide, nationwide, going before Congress, letting them know how much libraries need funding, deserve fundings. Funding libraries is funding the community, funding our togetherness, our unity, making us better people starting as library kids and library grown-ups to library kids to library grown-ups i'm so very sorry i'm going to miss you but i'm still going to be around i'm going to keep on visiting you're in good hands i love these library workers they love you they care about you 
they are passionate about your library joy. I love library joy. I love joy. I always love Sorong County Library. Thank you. So that is his uh, announcement that he was resigning Michael Threats. Now that announcement set Instagram, uh, not so much of Instagram, but definitely threads ablaze. Uh, people took to threads to bash. Um, apparently there was this woman on Twitter who um, saw a picture of Michael and got it in her spirit that, you know, he has a dark energy around him, whatever that means. And she spread this. She spread this um, on Twitter and it took off like wildfire because miserable people, I'm not calling her miserable, but there are miserable people on Twitter and, and on social media, media period. And miserable people love uh, misery likes company and miserable people love miserable people love to tear down other people because they are not happy with their lives so they took off and they ran with it and um, many when they saw or heard Michael's uh, resignation announcement uh, they automatically blamed the one who claimed that he had dark energy around him and they did not hold back on book threads. Uh, one person said, Hey there, library friend Michael Threats. Just wanted, just want you to know that you've been a bright spot for me. And I'm so grateful for the empathy and kindness that you have brought to this space. We are rooting for you and for libraries. Now, that was a very nice um, tribute, and many tributes came in um, similar to that, which I love. There was this one man who said, You know, the library was my safe space when I was going through a divorce alone. And he was saying, you know, it's people like Michael Threats who made him, uh, helped him hope again. And that was just so powerful to me. Now, this person, um, Ryan, I don't want to call his name, but he flat out said the Internet really bullied Michael into leaving his job as a librarian. Shame on you, the Internet. Um, and then he said, uh, I'm reading for you today, Michael. You probably helped someone like me one day. And boy, howdy, that helps heal. Now, this is actually the one who said that um, the Internet or I'm sorry, the uh, the library um, saved his life when he was going through a divorce. So I'll read that part, too. He says the only place that made sense to me as a person going through a divorce alone was my local library. So I went there every day. I grew there in a time when I could have crumbled. And uh Many had the same sentiment of paying tribute to Michael um, and also kind of giving the Internet a thrashing um, because, you know, just kind of saying, you know, it's a shame that we can't have nice things. We can't have someone who really appreciates um, the library and who is out here just trying to spread joy, what he calls library joy. And someone has to come and just totally mess it up. Um, that's what people thought. Another says, um, one of the things I find deeply important about Michael, the librarian story, is that it's bringing to light the strange and specific pressures um, 
Oh my goodness. And issues. I'm sorry, I lost my spot. And issues black librarians and black library workers face. That's actually true. I've never seen any public discourse about this. Um, and so these people rallied around and they were like tagging PBS and saying, you know, Michael deserves his own show and everything like that. And it was just so like this actually made ABC News like the news and it was just so it was beautiful for me to witness because as a library worker myself um i know and that you know it, libraries don't get the shine that they deserve and it's funny you know it during especially during a time like this where people want to attack the libraries and whatnot um it's wonderful to see people rally around especially public libraries and so the, the news spread um, to the degree that Michael had to come back and give um, a full explanation of, you know, and, and reiterate that it was not the Internet that ran him out of uh or ran him out of his job no one ran him out of his job it was exactly what he said and so I'll read his response and then we will leave it alone Michael says, love that y'all ride at dawn on my behalf. Please, please, please don't go after people who resort to darkness as they pursue their light. People say things about me every day. The library is my sanctuary. It's always been my sanctuary. It always will be. If I had left my library because of people being mean, I'd, le I'd have left long ago. Speak. Does it hurt? Sure. I'm human, but I only respond to things people say if it's brought to my attention that a library kid saw what was being said if they stumbled across it. The kindness that people show me is overwhelming in the best of ways. Y'all tell me that you got a library card. You tell me which books you're reading. My mental health struggle has been scarily real since I was eight years old. I've built coping strategies. I meet with my therapist i'm on medication live laugh uh and so on being a library worker is hard speak michael the library stories are literal joy they are the reason i go to the library each day everyone deserves to tell their silly unhinged stories the library is a place where everyone belongs this means that sometimes people visit us on their worst days uh -huh. and on their worst days, they take it out on library staff. They curse us out. They threaten us. They make a mess. We lean on one another. We support one another. I've been working in, a, in library land since November 2013. I've met a and befriended such wondrous book publishers and library card pushers they deserve so much better i worry about them every single day they deserve everything good i will always be a librarian prioritizing my mental health will look like being with my family my friends my mental health check-in team meeting with my therapist advocating for literacy for all emphasizing the library afro revolution which he just made an announcement about i think today with blair imani pursuing life joy book joy and library joy as often as i can library stories are abundant i'm not done being honored to narrate the library stories you can struggle and you can have joy are you ready for joy joy is always there when you're ready 
Amen, Michael. And I will leave um, the his, his uh, Instagram handle so that you can follow him. Let me just say, Michael is definitely someone that you want to follow if you love books. Even if you don't like books, he is just a, a, a light. And he is definitely someone that you want to follow. So I'll leave that in the show notes. And onward and upward, Michael. We love you so much. I was speaking to a colleague earlier this week about sources and citing sources and how I it, it's unnatural to me for people to come up and state something matter of factly. And then when you ask for their source, they give you an opinion piece of uh, out of a let's just say the L.A. Times or they'll give you, um, you know, something from a blog that isn't. Uh, vetted it's not a reliable source and they really think that that helps their argument they think they've provided sources to you and I was telling this colleague that it just blows my mind that adults um, don't understand what it means to have reputable sources (laughs) and uh, I was like it's just it, it, it doesn't compute with me and so I found this um saying uh actually it was from uh shelly says so and she's actually talking about that now she works professionally um to help individuals uh you know have proper sourcing and everything like that when they're writing things um and so like this is her business but she touches on this with um what she said about two weeks ago and so let me just read it she says when i see messages i'm incredulous of i simply look to validate it myself however i understand some people are unable or unwilling to find information for themselves many have never been taught how to vet sources and determine which are reliable and which aren't therefore I am willing to play your librarian for my standard rate of three dollars and three hundred dollars I'm sorry an hour and produce you a nice work cited page but if you ain't paying me don't make don't be making no demands on my time and um when I read that I was like whoa this is a really thing like this is really a thing where you have grown-ups who don't understand the value of proper sources who don't understand that it's not a good thing to just say things um matter of factly especially when you put them out online um matter of factly without actually having looked into it yourself um that's how propaganda gets going that's how propaganda um you know thrives and so Someone in agreement with what Shelley said, said, uh, it blows my mind when someone does provide their sources and half of them are magazine publications, blogs, Wikipedia pages, and etc. This is something that should absolutely be taught in high school and not just in CPAP classes. Now, that's fantastic because when I was in high school, that was the first thing that we were taught. And I didn't take any AP or honors classes. I don't say that to brag. I regret that. Uh, I should have 
I should have taken a few AP classes, but um, I didn't take any. And that was the first thing I was taught. Day one, ninth grade English, regular English, how to create a works cited page. What is MLA format? We had to buy, this was back in the day, so we had to buy the MLA manual because that was basically all we were using. Now, when I got to university, that's when I started learning about APA format, Chicago manual. You know, MLA is mainly for English papers, but when you start getting into the social sciences, that's when you start getting into APA. Um and uh, Chicago Manual is typically used when you're writing a theological paper, theology. Um, I, I didn't learn that until undergraduate, but we understood enough to know that MLA was a format and we absolutely needed a works cited paper page if we were turning in a paper. It was so deep at my high school that if you did not submit that works cited page, that was an automatic F. They didn't even bother to read what you wrote. Why? Because how you don't have any evidence for what you wrote. And honest to goodness, you're even if you you just said, oh, I just forgot to submit the the works cited page. Well, how am I supposed to check your sources? How do I know that they're reputable? How do I know you didn't make this up? And, and just like create a last name and a page number. I need to see that. And not so much. I, I don't know. Maybe the teachers did check our sources. But it was really gearing us and getting us ready for university. Where once again, that was an automatic F. If you cited sources wrong. I was just talking with a colleague about this. And I was saying, you know. Um, when I was an undergrad, I remember it was philosophy three something. It was a 300 course. It was my junior year. And the teacher flat out told us ahead of time, I'm serious about citing. I will give you an F. And this was like a major paper. Um, and he was like, I will fail you. Like I will take off so much from that paper that you will not, you, you will be in jeopardy of passing this class. I'm that serious. Someone put a cited a work cited page and, and everything like that and she didn't cite properly I'm talking about basic formatting and he took off so many points and flat out told her I told you I was serious about citing and he did not reverse his decision so with these things it just baffles me that I'm like right along with Shelly says so and the other person it's 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 alarming to see grown-ups who are well past high school um past university and they're out here just saying things and when you say well well where did you read that they will legit put up an opinion piece I've had that happen to me and it's just like man does anyone want to tell them an opinion piece I don't care and their their explanation is well it's from the LA Times that's a reputable newspaper or you know or the New York Times or whatever and it's like yeah but it clearly says opinion meaning what they do not vet opinions like they do actual news stories so someone that's why it's called an opinion because it's what someone thinks they don't have to check they're basically coming and and 
let me tell you what happens with opinion pieces. You submit a proposal to the magazine or the newspaper and you say, this is what I want to talk about. This is my story. They decide if they want to publish it. And I do think they pay you, but they don't really, they don't really check sources like that. I mean, if you say something that's ridiculous and outlandish, they're not, probably not going to publish it. But for the most part, it's like it's an opinion piece. That's where you get to say what you think, you know, if you want to read something to be creative. I don't really read opinion pieces because of that. I don't. I, that's why. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. Like, I feel like I kind of feel compelled to put some things out there to just help people in general. You know, like this is this is what it means to sort sizes, sort um, you know, give your sources, um, or cite sources. That's what I wanted to say. Um, this is a reputable site. Wikipedia is not reputable. Um, you know, some, some news outlets are not as reputable as others. If you are, you know, trying to be unbiased, you may not want to go with CNN or Fox news because they definitely lean uh, heavy on either the left or the right, you know, things like that. Um, you know, if you're writing an academic paper, unless you can really tie in, um, and support something that happened in the news with something from an academic journal, you may not want all your sources to be from newspapers and magazines, unless the magazine is the National Geographic. This stuff comes natural to me, but, I feel like, you know, it just doesn't come natural in our world. And part of me blames social media. But then the other part of me says, well, what can I do? And so I don't know. Um, I have to think about that. And because I don't want to put something out there that like no one cares about. But in any case, I've run it about this long enough. I want to thank you for joining me this week on Sari Reads. I will see you next Wednesday. Next Wednesday is the first Wednesday of March. So I will be giving you the books that I am most excited for that will be released in March. And I will see you then. I hope that if you are in the LA area, I hope to see you at a bookstore, a library, or somewhere else where books are king and where you you and I can read together. All right. Bye.